0: So thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them.
1: Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and
0: Stacy Harp. We did it, didn't we? What? Almost. Alright, almost did it. (laughs) Hey, what do you expect? It's Bible News Radio, people. We're a two-person shop doing the job of ten people with no problem. Anyway, hey everybody, want to welcome you to today's edition of Bible News Radio. I am your sweet lovable host, and I hope that you are having a good day. Yeah, I do. I hope that you're having a good day, people. I'm going to go ahead, I'm going to email this out right now. No, I'm not. I'm going to tweet it out. All right. So if you're new to the show, I want to tell you who I am. I am your sweet and lovable host. Well, it depends on who you ask, but for the most part, I think I'm your sweet and lovable host, Stacey Lynn Harp, and we are broadcasting today live from Middle Tennessee, where I don't know about you guys, but it seems like the rain is teasing us, right? The the rain is like all here. The thunder clouds <sniffs> coming in right and then it's like all gray and kind of ugly looking and then it's like a <sniffs> <sniffs> little bit of rain
1: 90 seconds sometimes two minutes
0: yeah and then after that it's like we're done now yeah yeah
1: things are getting pretty dry around here though
0: it is so weird this is actually honestly the driest summer that I've seen so far here in Tennessee We've been here for five years, a little over five years, and I can't believe it's been five years. But anyway, it's amazing to me, actually, um, you know, how little rain we've gotten. It's so humid here and it is hot, in case you didn't know that. Yeah, the first
1: year we're here, it's like it rained at least every nine days.
0: I think it rained almost every day. Well,
1: yeah, but it never went longer than nine days without rain.
0: Yeah there's a plant in our backyard that's dead. It's shocking. But you know what's even more shocking? shocking? Actually, some of the stuff we're going to talk about today. Okay, first of all, let me just give you a couple of things that we're going to talk about. How many of you guys have heard about the viral hot water challenge? Yeah, this is the hot water challenge that kids aka teenagers and younger are uh, partaking in. Apparently they they're being challenged to take hot water and pour it on friends of theirs who are asleep. Like who the heck? stupid idea was that, right? I mean, that's a facepalm moment if I've ever heard it. <sighs> so you know what we're going to do here? We are going to talk about that dumb thing going on because apparently, uh, I have a friend who told me that apparently this happened a couple years ago and now apparently it's back in the news. So we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit. We're also going to talk about the new poll that says that there is public support that grow, that's growing for anti-LGBTQ businesses. Mm-hmm. Willow Creek Church, as you guys know, because we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Actually, um, you know, Bill Hybels has stepped down due to sexual misallegations and stuff like that. And now the new pastor that stepped in after Bill stepped out, now they are stepping down. And apparently that's a woman. Who knew? I don't know. Anyway, so there's, pr- there's trouble at, at Willow Creek, unfortunately. And also, have you guys now heard that Anne of Green Gables has gone gay? Yeah. I'm going to tell you a little bit about that as well, because this is, this is crazy, the LGBT agenda and the children's classics. And I have to tell you, Uh, Again, probably starting next week, we're going to be doing a series out of this book here, After the Ball, which I've talked to you about. I'm going to start teaching you guys this. We're going to go in-depth on it, and I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to do a handout. We'll go ahead and make that uh, something you guys can get from us so that you know, you know, so that you can begin to really see what David Kupelian says is actually the marketing of evil, uh, so that you can just... You know, you can see it. Not only that, but there is some other news, too, including another article I saw that talks about how an Atlanta elementary school says it will no longer do the Pledge of Allegiance, uh, but students will stand each morning for a wolf pack chant. Yeah, they will. Ooh. I know, right? So we're going to talk about that as well as some other things. But the first thing I want to do is I want to welcome everybody. Thank you guys for coming in. I really do appreciate it. Uh, Natasha, Melanie, Magnus, uh, uh, Marlene, Advar, uh, Mia, Mama Gina, Kyle, and, uh, and I don't know if anybody's over on Facebook. Got to give me a minute so I can go over there and check out Facebook, see if anybody actually showed up on Facebook because there might be somebody there. Even though Facebook has been spiking us our stuff, which isn't highly unusual. I mean, it's you know it is the way the the way it goes. Which brings me to this public service announcement. Wait, hold on. That was a trumpet, kind of. You know, kind of like in Nehemiah's time where they had the trumpet. Sorry, did I bug you when I did that?
1: It just, I have, I've never known a PSA to start with a trumpet blast and, and for Nehemiah's time, it would be the, the shofar.
0: It would be. Did I bug you when I I
1: hear, I have, I've never known a PSA to start with a trumpet blast and, and can we stop that? I know,
0: I thought I did. I thought i mute, oh, me- you know what? There we go. Let's mute that. Okay. There we go. <laughs> hey. If you knew how much it takes to do this, you would be like, Wow, they're super talented. Anyway. Yeah, try my, sitting on this side of the table. I know, I know. I know. You're brilliant. Okay. bareface is brilliant. Okay, brilliant. Okay, so uh oh, that's what it was. See, for a minute I forgot what my public service announcement was because we started talking about the public service announcement and how it was a you know announced. But anyway, okay, so here's the public service announcement. Two things. First of all, uh Due to the increasingly uh, volatile um, censorship and uh, suppression, yeah, there you go, of, of good words, um, of the liberal platforms that we're currently on, which are all secular, right? What I want you all to do is go over to BibleNewsRadio.com, BibleNewsRadio.com, go over there and get on my email list. Because there may be a time coming, and I was actually talking to somebody today who has five businesses. Me and her were talking, and this is one of the things that her and I talked about because it was kind of a, it was kind of a coaching call actually. But one of the things that her and I were talking about was how there may come a time, and we have said this time and time again, where. You know, if there's something that you like, you need to get on our email list because you never know. Periscope might die overnight. You never know. Not, I hope it doesn't because it's my favorite platform.
1: You may demonstrate how to join the email list?
0: Yes, you may. All right. Did we plan this? No, we didn't, but we're so brilliant because we've lived together for a long time.
1: You just head on over to BibleNewsRadio.com and at the top of every page, it says sign up for BNR Inside Alerts and there's a button label join here you click that up comes this form and you just fill it out email address your name and click the subscribe now button and you're golden good to go
0: yes so please get on our email list and we will be doing some special opt-ins in the future right now we just haven't had the time to because we're both doing lots of stuff and you know so just sign up for our email list and, you know, you'll get, you'll, get, uh, you'll get some extra stuff from us as a result. I don't send it out every day, although I'm considering going back to that model just because it works really well for me. And in the event you actually miss a show, you'll get the recap of the show. Okay? All right. So that's one public service announcement. My next announcement happens to be that next Friday, uh, August 17th, uh, I want you guys to mark your calendar because I have a very special guest coming back on Bible News Radio for her fourth or fifth appearance. I don't really know. But the one and only Mrs. Vicky Fitch will be joining us again on the seventeenth. I know Randall's super excited about it. <laughs> and no.
1: she, she's special. She Good is. to go.
0: Hey, we love Vicki. Okay. Anyway, so Vicky's gonna be coming back on the show and, and we're gonna be talking to her. Uh, About that. Yes, and YouTube. But the thing is, is again, YouTube, Facebook, Periscope, which is owned by Twitter, are all liberal media platforms that do not like Christians or conservatives, ultimately banning our message. You know, I mean, when I have 3,600 people on my Facebook page and 10 people see it, you know, just saying. Okay, it's one of those things. So so just get on our email list. Mark next Friday as a day that you want to tune in for sure. Just come in and support Vicki as we talk about her her, uh, um, whatever. I don't even know what we're going to talk about, but I invited her on the show anyway because I just miss having her on the show uh, and all that. So, all right. So, okay. So let's look at the first thing uh, based on what the title of our show is, uh, which is... Uh, Public support grows for anti-LGBT businesses. Okay, so this is actually an article over on The Advocate. The Advocate, which is the, it's a homosexual leadership uh, public advocacy blog. That's the name, Advocate. (laughs) So, of course, it's written with an anti-traditional family stance because it's pro-LGBTQ stance. Okay, so that's what it says. It says here, Americans registered a five percentage point increase in support for religiously based service refusals by wedding businesses, according to a new poll by the Public Religion Research Institute and reported by Think Progress, which happens to be a left-leaning blog, in case you didn't know that. A poll conducted last year found that 41% of Americans believed a business owner who provides wedding services should be allowed to refuse services to same-sex couples if it violates their religious beliefs. This year, the same questions net, nets, 46% support. So last year it was 41%. This year it's 46%. Dividing up the findings between demographics revealed the same trend. Support for, quote, I'm just putting quotes here, support for uh, discriminatory wedding businesses rose among Republicans, independents, and Democrats, as well as men and women. Just so you know. Support from Republicans went from 67 to 73 percent, independents, 40 to 45 percent. Democrats twenty four to twenty seven percent men forty eight to, to fifty two percent uh, women thirty five to thirty five to forty percent, and it says here the groups most opposed to anti LGBTQ discrimination are religiously unaffiliated Americans and somewhat surprisingly Catholics. Hmm.
1: Not really. Yeah. Somewhat.
0: Both groups objected to religious refusals by fifty eight percent, even with high profile. Uh, Cases of businesses discriminating against same-sex couples like the Masterpiece Cake Shop, a Colorado bakery owner, Jack Phillips, pictured above, uh, that that's right to discriminate was upheld. That should say who's right, rather. (laughs) was upheld by the Supreme Court on a technicality. Americans believe that anti-LGBTQ discrimination is waning. This year, only 55% of Americans believe LGBTQ people experience a lot of bias. That number stood at 68% uh, five years ago. So some of the brainwashing is, is like people are coming out of the fog just a little bit. The glimmer of good news, according to The Advocate, is... That the majority of Americans, 71%, believe there should be laws protecting LGBTQ people from discrimination in employment, housing, and public accommodation. No federal laws ban such bigotry, but dozens of states and thousands of municipalities have enacted such legislation. See, now what I think is interesting is that um, if you were to flip this, right? Now, think about this. Uh Uh-huh. Because, after all, Bible News Radio is kind of sort of like a classroom. That's how I, I see it anyway. So, if the language was altered in this article, just a little teeny-weeny bit to actually appear to be, like, unbiased, <laughs> uh, you know, it, it, would, it, would, it would deem to be, um, you know, a little bit interesting. Because, according to the Advocate, it's good news that the majority of Americans, 71%, believe there should be laws protecting LGBTQ people from discrimination. There are. There are so many laws that protect this little, dinky, totally little percentage of the world minority that it's absolutely ridiculous, which is why, if if there were not laws, this thing wouldn't have never, ever been even brought to the court with Jack Phillips or the other people like the Kleins. And, and, and as I've said before, this isn't an issue of hate against homosexual, lesbian, gay, by you know, all that. It's not. It's not an issue of that at all. Our issue is that as Christians, we have a right to free speech, just like they do. And it used to be in the olden days, when I was a wee one, a little child, I might add, um that I could go to a business and on the front it might have a sign that said no no shoes, no shirt, no service. We we ex- we have the right to refuse service to anybody that we want, right? And normal people who are out to create some type of legal axe to grind and, and whine discrimination, if they go to a business and the business says, hey, I can't do that, they understand that they could take their business someplace else and get the job done, right? Yeah, uh-huh. That's, that's how it was done in the olden days.
1: And what kind of relationship is it between a customer and a business that is forced to do business with them? Right. I, I, wouldn't, want to, I wouldn't want to do business, you know, I wouldn't want to be the client of someone who was forced to do business with me. It's just going to be awkward to say the least uh can't be beneficial for either party
0: yeah i i don't have i mean i don't go to starbucks just as an example because their lgbt advocacy i don't agree with plus i got violently sick drinking one cup of coffee and that was it i'm out gone see ya you know i don't go there um if somebody gives me a gift card to it I might go, but I ain't going to get coffee. Just as an example, I'll get a muffin or something <laughs> just so you know, cause I just, you know, I won't do that. But yeah, in the olden days, it used to be, look, you can go ahead, you can go to any business you want. People can, you know, quote, discriminate against you and you have a right to refuse their money. That's what a business that refuses business does. They're actually refusing your money if you think about it. And if a, if a, business wants to do that great if another business wants to accept the money of that customer so be it right
1: and you know we've talked about this dozens of times i know you got a lot of stories to cover but anyway and we're not talking like you know apartheid or segregation of the south you know any of that sort of stuff where a person is refused you know won't do business with you at all in all of these cases it was this business won't perform a particular service you can you know those people were clients for all other sorts of things they could buy whatever else it's just that the business owners wouldn't provide this particular type of service right you know it's akin to me going to a Honda dealer and insisting they sell me a new Toyota well we don't sell those here well you have to I'm gonna sue you to to sell me a new Toyota, even though it's a Honda, dealer. Well, we don't, you know, it's just ridiculous, you know. Master cake. Well, we don't do same sex wedding cakes. You can, you know, get whatever else you want here, but that's just something we don't do. But anyway, I'm done for now.
0: Well, you know, to to one of the points in the in the comments, I think it's uh, Kyle. I'm not sure. I got to scroll back up here uh, that said um let's see here i'm trying to find it somebody said it should be 100 percent. and by the way hi everybody in there um well anyway um, the discrimination you know um people should you know okay let me say this first of all everybody discriminates everybody's a bigot by the actual definition of both those terms you're a bigot and a discriminator okay you discriminate about against people you judge people, uh, and you're a bigot because you have particular views that are not always in alignment with other people. With that said, uh, the LGBT lobby has made it really clear that they don't want regular rights for the LGBT population. They want to enforce special rights. And it used to be years ago that the Christian world and the conservatives who actually battled this in the media would actually speak that out and say it the way that it actually is. They would want special rights, because it is special rights. You know what? Anybody that has a business that... Or, you know, housing all that stuff, I'm sure it happens. People are idiots and they they won't rent to so-and-so and and -and such-and-such, right? Is that right or wrong? Today's culture is relativism. Feet firmly planted in what air? Whatever's in midair. Whatever's right for you is right for you. Whatever's wrong for you is wrong for somebody else. Maybe. I don't know. Because who cares? It's relativism. And that's part of the problem with the argument is that if we actually had laws based on absolute truth and everything was consistent across the board in all states in America, we wouldn't even have these issues, right? But the problem is, is you have all these crazy laws, these special rights for this community. And then when you get people trying to stand up for the actual rights, they're the ones actually discriminated against. You know that even in this, this case with, uh, with Jack Phillips, you know, he was the one targeted and bullied by this lobby and yet they're making it out to be like the other people are the victims. He was actually the victim. His his business lost business because he actually has a conscience and did not want to violate it, right? So, um, you know, nobody should be discriminated against, you know, where they live or who houses them or public accommodations. I, I agree 100%. Nobody should, but the reality is people do it. You know, is it against the law? Not in all states, apparently. But to demand special rights, that's the other issue, and that's what, that's what the LGBT lobby is all about. They're about bullying special rights and doing anything they can to make you be quiet about your worldview unless you uh, walk in lockstep with, with, with what they're saying. Uh, and that's unfortunate because it doesn't win them any points with most people. So I'll just end it there, on that one. And I have a question: How many of you guys have heard of this viral hot, this hot water viral challenge? Have you guys heard about this? I just, I just heard about this. I, I'm over on ChristianHeadlines.com, and there's this article titled "Viral Hot Water Challenge Leaves Teen Bur- with Burns." And if you actually go over to YouTube, and we're not going to show any of this, but if you go to YouTube about a week ago, at Indiana teenager was severely burned after doing this um and apparently uh court like i said earlier uh apparently this challenge has been going on for a while listen to this though you guys this is so sad so if you if none of you have heard of this okay so i'm not the only one okay So listen to this it says every day it seems like there's some new online challenge getting our teenagers attention Some are fun and harmless, like dance-offs. Others can cause serious injury to our children. Here's what you need to know about the hot water challenge, a new viral danger causing severe burns in the real world. You may recall that not too long ago, teens were poisoning themselves when trying to eat detergent pods for the Tide Pod Challenge. I didn't even know about that either, just so you know. Well, now we've got a whole new danger with the hot water challenge. This prank calls for throwing hot or boiling water onto an unsuspecting person, often when they are sleeping. Right? Now, I don't know about you, but I think this is absolutely wicked at its core. Uh, it certainly seems like common sense would be enough to avoid this challenge, but it's alarming how many teens are par- are participating. 15-year-old Kylan Clark is speaking out after becoming one of the unsuspecting victims of the hot water challenge, and this prank left him with second-degree burns. Kylan was visiting a friend when he fell asleep. Shortly before he did, the boys had been looking online at videos of the hot water challenge, and while Kylan slept, his friend decided to pull the prank on him. Uh, Kylan's friend heated up water in the microwave, then he tossed it onto kylan's body as he slept kylan had to go to the hospital where he spent a week for being treated for burns uh, to his face chest back neck and arms yeah yeah you got okay yeah Uh, they have a suicide challenge too oh my gosh so so this what so this is okay so i read this and there was a couple things that came to mind first of all the mama bear me just wants to go and smack every kid that has tried this or has been involved in this and has harmed another kid, just saying. I want to take them by the scruff and go, what the hell are you thinking, people? You know, I mean, this to me is hellish. It is straight from the pit of hell and it is um, all that. So that was one thing. The second thing that I thought was, okay, if teenagers are so brilliant and so stinking smart, then why uh, explain to me the whole um idea with them being able to pick their dang identity if they feel a certain way. You you see what I'm saying here? So, you have kids who are taking hot water and throwing it on people who are sleeping of all things, burning them, and that's evil. I agree. You guys, I can see your outrage and I'm glad you are cuz that means you're normal. Um but the but the same other people will go okay. Teenager, you you have the right. You can make you know the choice to get hormone treatment for yourself because you think you're the other gender. Does that make sense to you, people?
1: Yeah. If they don't have I- the if they don't have the discernment that it's not a good thing to <laughs> pour hot water or boiling water on another person, what makes others think they have the the discernment? The mature wherewithal to decide, you know, there's, you know, their gender identity, or or that sort of thing, you know, if they're so susceptible and gullible to take a hot water challenge, certainly kids are dumb enough to say, oh yeah, I I am I am not my biological gender, um, or yeah, or anything, so... or, or any other.
0: All right, crazy let's, thing. let's see what some of the comments are. Because a lot of people are saying some stuff. So Mia says, "Job security for you, mm-hmm. unfortunately, right? Your job, I would like to put out of business, just because you know, Mia's a lifelike paramedic. Just so you know, she actually goes and rescues people who end up in stupid situations like this because of stupid stuff." Uh, Shay's mom says, "That's so crazy." Diane said, "Nope." Dana said, Dan- "Dana D says mercy beyond wicked." Isn't that abusive and illegal? You would think, I don't know what the law would be, but you would think common sense. I know our friend Vicky was yapping about common sense the other night, <laughs> not being so common. <laughs> uh, Shay's mom said they have a suicide challenge uh, also. And uh, let's see. Uh, and Dana D says, what is happening to people? What are they thinking? Well, teenagers don't think. Hello you were a teen once what kind of friend pours boiling water on their friends i know right not a friend somebody who's who's it an idiot and the suicide challenge doesn't even make sense kyle you're right it doesn't make sense it's completely evil even if they are juvenile they need to go to jail um something definitely needs to happen for sure evil nasty Gina says i'm normal who knew uh, they are under eighteen and you let them take hormone treatment that's a problem yep and these are the people who will be running the world someday jesus come quickly melanie said who would do that to another person well you know who would do it is people teenagers look I'm gonna tell you something i when I was probably oh i'm gonna say eleven I mean I was a preteen but I was you know, I was, I was a kid. Okay. And these, these people are kids. And some of these people doing this are actually not teenagers. They're younger than that. Right. I remember, uh, and this is one of my funnest memories ever because it was so cool what I did. Okay. So I got my bike. Um, I was outdoors and my, my, me and my friends, we decided that we were going to create a jump, right? You know how you guys take, you jump off the curb on your bike, you know, do wheelies and, and all that. Well, we decided that we were going to have a contest to see after we built this ramp, we take our bike, we're going to go off this ramp. We decided that we were going to see how many of our friends we could jump over. Right? Like, so, so what we did was we made this jump and we started way down on one side of the street. We rode our bike super fast and then we went up the jump and we had all of our friends laying there. (laughs) And we jumped over them to see who could jump over the the most people. So there's like one, two, three, ten people, you know, whatever many people there were laying side by side on the ground, right, waiting to be jumped over. So I, it's my turn. Some of my friends went and we successfully jumped over all of our other friends laying on the ground. And then it was my turn, and I was like, "Yes, I'm going to do this." So I got on my bike, I'm going over there, I went up the jump, I jumped over six of my friends who were literally laying like side by side, like that way, you know, just just side by side. As I landed, and this is why I remember this, because it was so cool, as I landed, my back tire landed on the opposite end of my friend, and my bike bent in half, because of the sheer greatness of my jump, it just, you know... I, don't, I think it was a Huffy or something. I don't remember. But anyway, and I won the contest, right? So I come home, because this was over on the street where, in, near the apartments I was in. I come home, and I show my mom my bike, yeah, that I had just destroyed jumping over all these people. I was, like, so proud, but, of course, my bike was broke because, you know, it, it bent, And the first thing out of my mom's mouth was, what the hell were you thinking? You could have landed on one of these things, one of these kids and hurt them severely, severely. To which I thought, I I thought, really? I had no idea I could have actually landed on them because I knew I was going to jump over him and be very successful. That's how kids think. You know, I wasn't thinking about the consequences of my behavior or jumping over all my friends on my bike. I wasn't even thinking about the consequences that I could even destroy my bike as a result. So these children, who have not brains that are fully developed yet, hello, you know, are not thinking. They don't know. It's not that they're stupid per se. It's just that they they don't think with reason, most of them. Anyway. That's evil can evil fault, yeah, yeah, and you know, and you would think that common sense would would rule the day with some of these kids, and I would hope that it would, but you know, anyway. <sighs> did you did you ever do anything stupid, Randall, when you were a kid?
1: <laughs> or,
0: or was it just me? I mean, How much
1: time do we have?
0: Okay, I just want to make sure it's not me.
1: No, not just you, boy. Okay, okay.
0: so. Yeah, Magnus says kids and challenges. I'm a teen and I know better that that pouring boiling water on my friends. Yeah, right. Well, Kyle, you're above you. You're more intelligent than apparently. Thank
1: God for you.
0: I would never do that um, as a teen, Ager. Children are children, but they should know better than pouring hot water on each other. Of course. Yeah. I've
1: I've been here in the background looking at this whole suicide challenge.
0: Oh, uh, do you um, want to do you want to bring that up? Do you want to talk about that?
1: I don't know, you know, it's on the web, so take it with a, a pound of salt, you know. Yeah, I don't know. But apparently it's this game that originated in WhatsApp. Oh. Called Momo. Apparently, um some number somebody'll give a phone number and then you have to accept it and then and then the the controller on the other side of his phone number sends you daily things to do. Uh, claiming they know uh, personal things about you, which they'll reveal if you don't follow instructions, uh, and sending disturbing images and stuff like that and telling you to do things. And, and apparently uh, there's a 12-year-old girl in uh, Argentina, Argentina, who uh, committed suicide because that was one of the challenges. And... Um, I don't know, but apparently it's aroused the position of, of aroused the suspicion and uh, activity of police forces all over the world, because it's, um, apparently it's going on in several places. Yeah. It's it's like blackmail uh, of teens, but, you know, having them do things and I guess send back images that they've done the challenge.
0: Just Yeah. That's not cool. No. Well, let's get to one more of the LGBT stories. Anne of Green Gables, you guys remember that book from a long time ago? It's a classic. It's a children's classic. Speaking of kids, here's another story. This is Eric Metaxas, and Anne Morse wrote this. This is over on ChristianHeadlines.com. When a classic children's book gets turned into a TV series, it's usually a cause for celebration, begins this article, usually. One of the most endearing and enduring books for kids uh, is Anne of Green Gables' A 1908 Novel about a Canadian orphan who is adopted by a brother and a sister on Prin- Prince Edward Island. It's been filmed a number of times over the years, and given the non-stop campaign to normalize the LGBT lifestyle, it would come... It should come as no surprise that the most recent version introduces several homosexual characters. The Netflix series, titled Anne with an E, just began its second season. The episodes are charming until you get to episode 3, in which Anne, her friend Diana Barry, and a boy named Cole attend a gathering at the home of Diana's great Aunt Josephine. It turns out the party is a queer soiree, Featuring men dressed as women and wearing heavy makeup, and women dressed as men, they are there to honor the memory of Josephine's departed partner Gertrude. Partners in quotes. Looking looking around her, Anne exclaims to Diana, "Isn't this the most amazing group group of people?" Well, I can't help thinking that if a sheltered young girl like Anne actually encountered cross-dressing men and women in 1908, she would be shocked and probably frightened, not delighted. In a scene that takes place in Aunt Josephine's bedroom, Anne observes a novel on Josephine's nightstand. Gertrude was reading it the year before. Josephine tells her the books sit just where she left them. Anne processes this remark and then enlightened says, That's what you meant by in your way you are married, she says. Yes, Josephine replies. Diana, who is... Nonplussed by her discovery of her aunt's relationship with Gertrude, tells Anne their love affair was unnatural. But the boy Cole, a character who was invented for the TV series, soon straightens her out. If your aunt lived her life feeling that she was broken, defective, or unnatural, and one day she met someone that made her realize that wasn't true, shouldn't we be happy for her? Note the bias here. Note the propaganda. Note the emotive hook. That's exactly what it is. Cole later confesses to Aunt Josephine that she thinks he is like you and Gertrude. Josephine tells him, you have a life of such joy before you. Note the propaganda. Mm-hmm. Note the hook. And in case you missed the gay is good point of this episode, the writers have Anne asking another character, how can there be anything wrong with a life if it's spent with the person you love? Note the motive attachment to the word love and what it really is. Huh? Note it. To answer Anne's question, plenty. People have suffered greatly through inappropriate, quote, love, unquote. For instance, a child whose father decided to love someone other than his wife, or a child who is loved in an erotic way by an adult. It's unlikely that Anne would ever have heard a sermon about homosexuality in her day and age. If she had, she would have known what scripture teaches about homosexual relationships, that they run counter to God's planned for human flourishing the gay themed episode of anne anne with an e has led many parents to turn the channel as one of them wrote on the facebook page of a christian film review site the gay agenda completely ruined a perfectly heartwarming and uplifting story another wrote i just want wholesome and no agenda amen to that look Look, the secular world understands the importance of worldview teaching just as Christians do and often teaches through films and TV programs. It will become harder and harder to avoid the gay is good message in the media, which is why, as John Stone Street says, we need to train our children to ask questions about the ideas and characters they encounter, help them to discern the truth from error, because the truth of how God designed human sexuality remains, no matter how. LGBT saturated entertainment gets. Right? And this is honestly in my opinion and it's just my opinion this is where the church has dropped the ball and actually failed in this department. Because along along the lines of of, of the fact that there is an actual agenda and like I told you this book here After the Ball has the agenda clearly written out they actually wrote it this is the book. This is, I have it. I own the book. I'm one of the few people actually that actually has this book. Because this book is so hard to get now because the lobby knows that people like me use it to expose what's going on. The problem is we have this book, right? Which is the, the handbook on how to indoctrinate the world into homosexuality. And then we have this book here. This is the Bible that the church doesn't read enough of or actually care about, you know, what it says because the Bible clearly condemns homosexual behavior, right? So the problem is if you're, if, you're, if you're actually ignorant about this book, then you won't care about how this book is influencing the culture, just so you know. And it used to be that this book, the Bible, influenced the culture more than this book does be careful what you read. <sighs> All right, so it's it's 4:40 already. Wow. Can you believe how fast this day's going? Yeah, I can. All right. So, um yeah. So, speaking of books, <laughs> this week I've been telling you guys about this book from Ariel Ministries. This is the Come and See series, and I think this is on our website, right?
1: That's correct.
0: Yeah, this here, uh, this book here is called Messiah Yeshua Divine Redeemer, Christiology or Christology. How do you say it?
1: Christology.
0: Christology from a Messianic Jewish perspective. I cannot talk very well sometimes. It's a gift from on high. <laughs> anyway, this is actually a great book. Dr. Arnold Fruchtenbaum wrote this. Um, and this is actually uh, transcribed uh, Bible studies from his old broadcasts. And um, and this is really, really good. So there's this book here, uh, and then there's a number of the other Come and Sees series. You can, you can learn about those on our website at BibleNewsRadio.com. On the resources page, don't forget, you can get this. Use it in your Bible study time, your devotions. And save 20% when you use the coupon code BibleNews over there at Ariel.org.
1: Some reason it's not showing up on my but- browser.
0: That's okay. All right. So, the other thing, too, I want to tell you why you're over there on our website. Don't forget, if you're not on Bullhorn yet, get, get Bullhorn. Go to getbullhorn.com. This is a mobile app that um, we are posting our show on. It's actually a podcast provider, it's actually an activism app, app. If you want to make sure that your voice is heard, get your Get Bullhorn. Follow Bible News Radio over there. Um, and I also should tell you, too, that. Um, you know, a, an update on our Prophecy Watchers uh, trip going to Oklahoma. We're trying to raise $1,400 to help cover the costs of that trip. Uh, God has pro- provided $100 towards that so far. So if you want to help us go to Oklahoma where we can interview the top, uh, you know, speakers and prophecy experts on the pre-trib rapture in particular, uh, then please donate to us at our website through the PayPal link there. If you want to be a pillar of our community, like so many of you are in our in our group, you can also donate over there. Same thing. I will send you an audio piece for August that I've already put together just for our pillars. Uh, Gina, I will be sending that to you soon. Like right today, I have it. It's on my calendar. I have it right here, and I'm going to be sending that to you as soon as possible. All right, because you just became a pillar, and I wanted to get that, so I'm going to Do that. All right. If for some reason, too, if you are a pillar of our community and you didn't get the audio for this month yet, let me know. I think I already sent it to most of you. All right. We are in Tennessee, but the conference, the Prophecy Watchers conference, is in Oklahoma. So, uh, yeah, Oklahoma is beautiful, actually. The people are great there. I've been there a few times and I absolutely love it. All right. On the other. Uh, on the other page, too, I want to let you guys know that there's this new article over here. This is the one about identity theft, bareface, okay. Uh Over on Patch.com, uh, this is titled, Man Commits Identity Theft Involving Deceased Person. Okay, so, uh, please say the accused forged the signature of a deceased female. Magnus says that we have to be blessed and we have kind hearts. Magnus, you are a blessing to us. Actually, there in Sweden, and I really appreciate you and your support of our show, and all of that. I really do. So, and I know it's late. You're always watching us like at midnight or something. So go to bed. You can't wait till after the show, though, to do it. Okay. At least I don't put you to sleep, right? That's cool. <laughs> anyway, listen to this. An Orange resident is accused of identity theft involving a deceased relative. Milford police said on August 7th. Police took custody of Kevin Conley, 59, of Wheeler's Farm Road in Orange in regard to an active arrest warrant. Conley is accused of forging the signature of a deceased female in order to have mail forwarded to a new address and to also apply for insurance, Milford police said. Uh, Conley is charged with third-degree forgery and four counts of identity theft. His next court date is September 4th. All right, so I bring this up because as you guys know, Legal Shield is my side gig, and I'm loving it, just saying. I am totally loving it because um, it's an awesome, great product. Last night, I signed up two of my best friends I've known for a long time with the Legal Shield membership and identity theft, uh, and I want to let you know that um, this is part of the reason I'm doing it because there's no shortage of these stories, and just let you know, Thieves and criminals—they—they they are nefarious in all their ways, and they—they they go beyond the way that you would normally think. That's why you gotta get yourself protected with ID Shield and Legal Shield. So, um, <clears throat> so I, let me just say this: uh, Legal Shield is twenty-four ninety-five a month for a family. That's all it costs. It's like twenty-five bucks minus five cents, and there's a gazillion perks. In fact, I'll tell you what: My friends last night, I signed up. This is, and this, this blew me away. That's why I'm sharing it with you. I said to them, I said, Hey, have you guys heard of Legal Shield? And they're like, no, never heard of it. And I said, do you guys have your will done? And they're like, oh yeah, we have a, um, we have a living trust. I I said, oh, cool. I'm, that's good. I'm glad you have a living trust. Somebody, you know, has, you, you actually got that done. And then I said, I said, how much did it cost you to get that living trust done? And the husband spoke up and said, Oh, it was like twenty five hundred bucks. I was like, Twenty five hundred bucks? I said, Are you serious? And they said, Yeah, yeah. I'm like, Oh my gosh. I said, you know, I said with Legal Shield, you can get that done for twenty five bucks. That's that's part of their their thing. You know? That's the biggest. that's one of the biggest perks of Legal Shield is getting your will done and those trusts and those uh, power of attorney papers, all that stuff done for your monthly fee of 25 dollars a month. You know, even a year's worth of legal shield is not even a quarter of the, the 2500 bucks they paid. And then I told them all about the perks, and then I took them inside the perks and showed them what they could benefit. and you know what they did they actually they actually signed up and paid for a full year in advance. And then I told them about ID shield and they said, "Oh we have uh, we have lifelock." And I said, "Really? Uh, how much do you pay for lifelock?" And they're like, "What do we pay?" And they they're like, "I think about two hundred and twenty five two hundred fifty bucks a piece a year." I go, "Really, really now, okay, And they have a million dollar guarantee. I said, "Well, you know, ID shield it's nine ninety five a month, which equates to about hundred and twenty bucks a year, and you get a five million dollar guarantee. If anything goes wrong, they provide everything, and they cover way more than LifeLock. You know what they said? Oh my gosh, we're canceling them to no- tomorrow. Let's Can we sign up for this too? I said, yep. Sign them right up. It's really a no-brainer, you guys. I would not be talking about it all the time if, if I really didn't know the value of this product and stuff. So if you're not signed up yet, don't become a victim of something that you could be preventing you know, get signed up today. Okay. Get in touch with me. Let's get signed up because I want you protected. And it's, it's literally will pay for itself. It literally will. And by the way, if you're a small business, we also have supplements and things like that, uh, with legal shield that can help your business and all that grow as well. Um, the company has been around since 1972, um, and most of the people I know, including the CEO in this company are believers. So it's, it's really great. It really is. It's a great thing. So let's keep that in mind. All right. Willow Creek. Yeah. Willow Creek. Good old Willow Creek. Unfortunately, more stuff's happening over at Willow Creek. So this was reported three days ago over on religion news website, religion, uh, Uh, rns news religion news service website it's titled willow creek investigates hybels as pastor quits over new allegations willow creek community church announced it will commission an independent investigation of sexual harassment allegations against founding pastor bill hybels a day after one of the two pastors who succeeded hybels resigned over the church's handling of this matter Heather Larson, lead pastor of the influential Evangelical Chicago-area megachurch, announced the investigation Monday in an email to church members. The inquiry will be led, Larson said, by an advisory council of Christian leaders from across the country and funded by an anonymous outside donor. Steve Carter, who was named lead teaching pastor alongside Larson in April, announced his resignation on his blog Sunday, August 5th, over differences with how the church has handled the allegations against tibals. Carter did not appear at Sunday services at Willow Creek's main campus in South Barrington, Illinois. Isn't this sad? It's so sad. At this point, I cannot in good conscience appear before you as your lead teaching pastor when my soul is so at odds with the institution, Carter wrote. A March investigation by the Chicago Tribune and later, reporting in Christianity Today documented several women's claims that Hybels had had invited them to hotel rooms, commented on their appearance, and in one case, given a former co-worker an unwanted kiss. The Tribune also reported allegations against Hybels previously had been investigated by Willow Creek's elders in an outside law firm, but he was cleared of wrongdoing. Carter blogged about some of his concerns in late June, and offered an apology for the church's initial response, writing, I recognize that I am not blameless in this. Larson, who has co-led the church with Carter since Heibel's resignation, also apologized, then in a written statement. In fact, last time we talked about this, that's what we were talking about was the whole apology thing. Carter reportedly gave church leadership notice of his intent to resign several weeks ago and was asked to continue his role until they decided how to make his resignation public but he said that he was compelled to resign immediately by a horrifying report that appeared Sunday morning in the New York Times detailing new allegations against Hybels by a former executive assistant. Pat Baranowski, who worked for Willow Creek and also lived with the Hybels family in the 1980s after her marriage ended, alleged in the Times report that Hybels had fondled her breasts, rubbed against her, and once engaged her in oral sex. After years of the alleged harassment, Baranowski told the Times she confronted Hybels about it, calling the behavior sin and telling him she felt humiliated. She moved out of the Hybels' house as his treatment of her changed, and he sketched out a plan for her to leave Willow Creek. It was heartbreaking yesterday to read about the new allegation against Bill Hybels in the New York Times. We have deep sadness for Mrs or Ms. Baranowski, the behavior that she has described is reprehensible, Larson wrote in her email to the congregation. Hybels, who resigned from Willow Creek in April, months ahead of his planned retirement, has denied allegations against him from women connected to the congregation. Carter's resignation comes days before the start of the Willow Creek's Association annual leadership summit held at the church's main campus and simulcast around the world. Anyway. So that's sad, right? And I bring this up because, number one, it's out there. But I really hate bringing up the the dirt in the church. I really do. I hate it. Uh, I try not to do it because it's not edifying at all. But, you know, there's that, that old saying that Randall always says, John Wimber says, is that some sin makes you stupid, Right. And we know from scripture that your sin, whatever it is, whether you're doing it in secret or privately or out in the open, it impacts other people. And whether or not, you know, how deeply these allegations go against Bill Hybels and the other leadership in that church for what they did or for lack of responding, the point is, is it's impacting people in that church spiritually. And I'll just, I'll just share with you this, this experience that I had. I was... Um, about well, I was, it was before I met Randall. So I was I was about twenty one, I think, at the time, and I'll be fifty. So this tells you it was about thirty years ago. I was living on my own uh, in an apartment when my job at Toyota was taken away. A whole bunch of people got laid off because a new company overtook the Toyota that I worked at when I was working in this car dealership, and. Anyway, to make a long story short, I had to find a new place to live because I could no longer afford my apartment that I was living in as a 20-year-old. So I went to my pastor at the time, happened to be the pastor actually that married me and Randall, and I said to him, I said, you know, I, do you know anybody from our church that I could live with because, you know, I, I can't afford the full rent now because I'm in between jobs and I folks on the family just hired me. And I need to save money because I just took a $3 cut in pay. This was the truth, too. Toyota pays way better than Focus on the Family did way back then. Long story short, my pastor uh, recommended that I move in with a couple from church. And this couple uh, was dual income, no kids, and they were a big donor to the church, Okay. I move in, I rented out the room. Actually, I moved in with the intent to clean their house and in exchange for a room while I was getting back on my feet. So I move in, and literally within the first month of me living there, the husband started pinning me against the wall and sexually harassing me by making advances at me and trying to kiss me and stuff like that while his wife was gone. What do you think I did? As especially with my background as being a sexually sexually abused kid, right? What do you think I did? I went to the wife after I told him to knock it off and get away from me. I actually went to the wife of this creep who was a stellar guy in the church who gave lots of money to the church. And I told the wife, I said, hey, your your husband is hitting on me. He's making sexual advances at me, trying to kiss me, and a whole bunch of stuff. And I don't like it. He needs to stop it. Of course, I said it differently, I'm pretty sure. And she actually went and confronted her husband. And later that night, literally threw me out on my butt. And that's how I ended up homeless. Okay? So, I share this story because I want you to know that I believe the allegations that that woman brought against Bill Hybels. And I believe that probably happened with more people than we know. And I believe it probably happens in more positions of power in ministries all across the place. And I believe that a lot of people don't stand up because they fear the consequences of what's going to happen. I mean, I literally was thrown out that night. I actually had a friend who who worked in a homeless ministry he he ran a shelter I called him up and I said hey Marty can I come over you know can you send some guys over to this place I I can get my cars because she just threw me out I literally packed up my stuff with my cat and ended up getting him getting in their car and followed in my car moved all my stuff into this homeless shelter until I could find a place to live which fortunately thank God I it was a week later I was out of there but the point is is that it happens. And people don't stand up to it. And to this day, this is the addendum with this story for me personally. A couple of years ago, I came across this lady, the wife, who didn't, who threw me out. She, we contacted each other on Facebook to check in to see how things were going. And she was still mad at me and angry at me and accused me of trying to destroy her marriage. So which I promptly blocked her butt and said, see ya. I ain't putting up with your garbage because, you know, her husband is a creep. And so, you know, she's in denial. So anyway, um, it's sad. It's sad, which is all the more reason why, you know, you, you know, I mean, you got to ask yourself, why would people do this? Right. I mean, what, what's the ulterior motive for for this money, fame? Yeah. Maybe there's some people out there that do that. But by and large, the overwhelming majority of victims of sexual assault and advances and things like that are, are victims, right? And the victims only get re-victimized in the media because the media doesn't like to side with victims unless they're homosexuals. Just throw that in there just for fun. Anyway, Randall, do you, any, you have any thoughts on any of this as we close the show?
1: Yeah, well, this is not clear to me why why the newly appointed pastors are leaving. They don't like the way investigation is because it's it's too lenient or it's too aggressive or or they just don't like the things that are coming up as part of the investigation, that they want to be associated. I
0: think I think that's with, probably uh, a big part of it.
1: That's kind of, in any case, well, they're leaving because they don't want to be associated with ministry, at least the statement from Carter seemed to be that way. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's apparently a mess and, and it's sad. And, and you know, I think of 1 Corinthians 5 and, um, you know, how we're supposed to, be diligent about these things when, when these things first come up. I mean, even there's, you know, instead of trying to dismiss them, sweep so we've been the rug. well, it's a senior pastor. Well, it needs to, it, this, the investigation needs to happen then. Sir, you need to step aside and you need to step out of the pulpit and step out of ministry until these allegations, you know, can be, you know, either confirmed or denied. Um, you know, substantiated or dismissed,
0: yeah, well, and you know I mean, the thing that honestly concerns me is the spiritual health of that of the people in that church, you know, I mean it was Willow Creek, and it was Bill Hybels who instituted the whole seeker sensitive model, yeah bringing the world into the church and making it
1: surprise surprise, surprise, you know yeah. I mean
0: it was him, and he actually admitted years later that that was a failed plot and a uh, plan. Really now? <laughs> you shall know them by their fruit, right? Yeah. All right, people. Tomorrow is Free for All Friday, I believe, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's Friday. So, all right. So here we are. Let's go ahead and uh, just tell everybody to show up tomorrow. <laughs> Stacy, he didn't know when you were thirteen. That's misunderstanding. Oh, I'm, I haven't, I don't hold anything against the guy. I just think he's a creep. And I think his wife is a creep. And I don't think that they're healthy people. And I think they need to be avoided. And I'm not going to be silent about their behavior. That was actually covered up by the church, I should add. Because I actually went to the pastor and told the church what they had done to me. And they didn't care because they gave a lot of money to the church. And unfortunately, that's sad, but it's true. It runs, it happens all the time. That's why a lot of people don't go to church. Just so you know. Yeah. All right. So, everybody, tomorrow's Free For All Friday. I hope you can join us. Uh, like I said, go over to BibleNewsRadio.com. Sign up for our email. Donate to the show. Donate to our whatever it is you want to donate to. And we will be back later. You've been warned. Remember, be bold, stand up, and go with God. Because he loves you. And don't forget to read Nehemiah chapter 4 you know, because you have to, just so you know, you have to read that chapter today. It's a rule I'm putting in place right now. I'm commanding you to read it later after the show. All right, so go do that, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.